Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are joined now by Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, former NFL executive, of course. Got him for the next hour. What's up, Mike? Don't get fooled by the picture either, Mike. No, hold on a second here. I rolled up my sleeves. I'm ready to get to work. I I like to think of myself as a Chevy Tahoe driving blue-collar guest. We got a lot of work to get to. Out of the four of us here on set right now, only one of us has been on top of an organization where they had hundreds of people working under them, and it's it's, it's the Chevy Tahoe, Tahoe the Chevy Tahoe guy. Yeah. What's wrong with the Chevy Tahoe? No, no, no. Just, big, tough, durable. I mean, yeah. I'm not a Roloski, you know. Like, I'm, who was uh, driving the Chevy Tahoe for you? That's what I. You're allowed to be cost efficient. That's how you make wealth. You know what I mean? Uh, I appreciate that. Well, actually, my knucklehead 15 year old son, who's probably listening right now, has his learner's permit, yeah. so he's learning how to drive on a Tahoe. Which is, you know, for the neighbors, we, we try to give them a courtesy heads up. You act like a Chevy Tahoe is not a. I'm fresh not talking yeah, about cars anymore. Just, Last just time like I a, mentioned cars, I got in trouble. Just cars, like a so, Chevy Tahoe, oh, at some point, yeah. replace you. Them. You're out of this conversation, Key. Max, they, they attacked transition, me. Max. When I said something about cars, I got attacked by well, all. What did you, you say about you cars? You used used in cars together. Yeah. That's what oh, you're not going to. Oh, I see. Go in that region. I see. You had a certain lobby coming at you. Yeah, I got you. How could you say that? Used car. You're out of your mind. Keyshawn Johnson trending on Facebook. Like, oh no. Just for the record, this is on the record. My Chevy Tahoe is new. Oh, oh. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, so the Titans uh, beat the Bills on Monday Night Football, considered a pretty big upset. They're about a touchdown uh, dog there at home. So really, like, what is that? They're nine or a ten-point dog on a neutral site, right? Um, the Bills were down three, Mike, with 21 seconds left, and they're driving. On third down, Josh Allen was stopped inches shy of the first down on a QB scramble. So on fourth and inches from the Titans, three, needing a field goal to tie, send it to overtime. Sean McDermott wasn't scared. He didn't act scared. He went for the first down. And Allen was stopped on a QB sneak, and the Titans won, 34-31. Josh Allen obviously slipped on the play. He couldn't get the first down. What are your thoughts on going for it? I didn't like it. I loved it. And here's why. You are winning the respect of your locker room. we got two former great players here. And this becomes a force multiplier at some point during the season where, and on the great teams I was on with Rex, he used to say, we went for it fourth and one in a couple of playoff games. Like, hey, fellas, we're running it. We know it. And by the way, I'm going to tell the other team that we're running it, and we're still going to make a first down. And when you have that mindset and it's Josh Allen and you're paying him $200 million guaranteed, you need to have that mindset. Like, we're not coming here to go to overtime. We got a big, strong, tough, athletic quarterback and we should be able to get one yard. So the mindset to me, it didn't pay off last night, but I think it does long term. No, it, it, it will pay off long term. The fact that they've done this before and they've executed it, this just a situation that didn't work out. It's yeah. the right call a hundred percent. You you are on the five on the I think it was about the four yard line, I think, at that point. What are you gonna do kick a field goal? I mean, Come like, you're on. right no. there. You go for it. You're, you're, you're I like don't care right if you, I don't care there. if you have the lightest quarterback who couldn't run for anything in the history of the football. Only thing if I, you don't go for it, get out of here. The only thing I would have liked to have seen is just go over the top. See, my, he, just go over the top. Yeah, why? It seems like the old line well, shifts to the right, but he goes to the left. Why is that? I, you know, I think he actually slipped. And you know, Key, you bring up an interesting just point. Just go over the top. But but Dak Prescott did that, and look what happened. Yeah, but that's that's fine. The ball that how many times have we seen? 
In not our many. years, the ball pop out of somebody's hands. Not many. I mean, once you're there, yep. you're there. They're going to mark the spot. You put it over, you bring it back in. He's big enough, tall enough, and I think he's athletic enough to get the vertical, to get over as long as the offensive lineman pierce down and give him that leverage. He'll be fine. By the way, the probability, the win probably, just for anyone who's interested, even pure numbers, right? Favor going for it over kicking a field goal. You're like, you're 48.9% likely to win going for it, 47.5 kicking a field goal. So the numbers say that. Then you have a big athletic quarterback. Then you don't have a defense. So what are you doing? Uh, or, or, or sorry, sorry, what did I, what did I just say? Uh, the Bills went for it. Yes, you're yes. thinking about right. Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee doesn't have to If Tennessee up. had to do that, you better turn the ball and give it to Henry. Yeah. Yeah. That's so Mike, <laughs> right, exactly. I, I was exactly. going to say, look, we all agree that that was the right play to go for. I, I walked away last night, and obviously he's Derrick Henry. He's an anomaly, right? But I didn't see the Bills record one sack on Ryan Tannehill. And also, you know, that, that defensive front line, I did watch Derrick Henry just absolutely destroy them when they haven't allowed one rusher over 50 yards this entire season. Is that a problem for the Bills moving forward? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, they, they were number one coming into the last night in a lot of meaningful categories, but Derrick Henry is that good. And I think what Derrick Henry does, too, it slows down the opposing team's pass rush. Yes, your absolutely. mindset is like, we got to stop him. And the other thing about Derrick Henry to me is, for the, as big as he is, guys, he could hit a home run. Like, that one long run changed the whole tenor of the game. And when he gets to the second level, not only is he so big, but he's faster than people realize. Running the football for Vrabel and company negated much like uh, – almost called you Dan. <laughs> much like Mike know, is saying – people different names today, much, Because I'm so used to talking to certain people. Much like Mike is saying, it negates your pass rush because if you go back to the Arizona Cardinal game, they were dropping him back so much – that Chandler Jones was able to just tee off on an offensive line that's really built for pushing forward, not leaning back on their heels. And you saw that yesterday or last night. You saw it against the Buffalo Bills where the Titans were able to do those sort of things. Just imagine for a second. I want to like back to McDermott. Just imagine if he would have decided to kick a field goal. Win or lose, that's such a that would be such a cowardly decision, man. I'm so sick. Football, they ask the players to be so brave and sacrifice and everything. And then coaches, out of fear of the negative outcome, don't do simple stuff like try to win the game. Of course no, you try to win the be game. A negative outcome if you kick and you make it. Then you just go into OT. Yeah, you might. Let you, let's say you lose an OT. Yeah, but then you can always say, well, you know what? In this situation, we felt like taking the points was better because we had a chance. That's what I mean. In overtime to win, we felt like our momentum offensively was on our side. That's what I mean. Then see, you I can say, that. see, Mike, a lot of it's about butt covering, right? Right? But, but I think Sean McDermott's like one of these coaches now. Like, there's a few guys in the league, the Mike Tomlins of the world, the John Harbaugh's. They have enough equity, Pete Carroll, obviously Coach Belichick, where – he could take the criticism for a week, but like if Joe Judge did that, like imagine like this thing would be upside down for the next five days. Mm-hmm. And I think Sean McDermott has earned that right. Like they're building something special up there. You could tell that this is a tight knit group, and they lost, but he, he's going to live to fight another and, day. And you know, Mike, going into games, we kind of know everything. We know like all the statistics, all the scouting. So when we're looking at it, Max, we're saying to ourselves, if I go for it and we don't get it and we lose this game. Okay, we're still we're still right there for the first round bye. Right. Because when you look at the conference as a whole, there's only one team that we might feel will have an edge on us, and that may be Baltimore because multiple losses have already happened in Kansas City. We win that head to head. We don't believe that the Tennessee Titans aren't going to lose any more games this year. They probably got four more losses in them. So what do you year. got to lose? So what do you have to lose? What do you, you got to lose? Looking really? at everything, except for the ability to look yourself in the mirror if you kick a field goal instead of going for it fourth and inches. All right, we talked about the decision of McDermott. 
We all agree with that decision, Mike. What are some of the other coaching decisions this weekend we need to get into? Like, for example, Mike McCarthy. What did you make of his game management? I, you know, this week I thought it was okay. I just, you know, it's so inconsistent. But when you're backed up and you go for it, I'm okay from a standpoint of you got Zeke Elliott. You're paying him $100 million. Again, that mindset, guys, is we're running it. They know it and we know it. The only thing I would quibble about that is, like, I put the ball more in Dak's hands. Like, I think Dak is playing at an MVP level, but I'm okay. Like, when you're going up to New England and have a lot of scars there, you got to go play to win. So I'm okay with that mindset, especially when you're going against a rookie quarterback who's not going to put up a lot of points against you. And you think about it, teams going for two points now when they when they can kick a field goal. You're like, why are you going for two? The league has changed where you see a lot of teams that are backed up going for it. Mm-hmm. Even though they backed up, they're like, Okay, well, we may give them three. We may give them a cheap three. They more score seven, but if we stall them, okay, now what? They get their three or we switch field position. That's the way teams are looking at it. Yeah, I mean, just generally giving up for like getting to a larger issue of like giving up that fourth down constantly for field position. That made sense to give up 25% of your downs in the old days when it was 10 to 7 and 13 to 10 and stuff like that. Nowadays, with these scores, you're still playing a field position game because you're sk- so you're going to sacrifice twenty five percent of your downs. Field, field position game late in games, late right, but not but late not er, right. Right. One right. other thing that was really interesting to me about this weekend High was, leverage, yeah. was Bre- Brandon Staley, and here's why he said, "You know what? We can't stop them. We cannot stop. Yeah. Baltimore's going to run the ball. We can't. So our best shot is Justin Herbert, and we're going into the game." Offensive staff, Shane Day, everybody else. It's four down football, called that way. And like to me, if you go into that with the mindset, and I always felt like Coach Parcells, of all the guys I ever worked with, had that sort of like CEO mindset of like, how are we going to win the game this week? And to me, it didn't work out. But at least the Chargers had the mindset of, hey, it's four down football from the day from the moment we get off the bus because we our run defense is terrible, and we're going to have to outscore Baltimore to win this game. You see, Mike, that's one of the reasons why I don't cut off the Kansas City Chiefs from having an opportunity to, to win the whole thing again just because of how explosive they can actually be if they just catch the damn ball. You know what I mean? Obviously, the, the second turnover that uh, Patrick Mahomes had was really bad. He was getting sacked in the backfield. He shouldn't have threw it up there. But it just Tyreek Hill has a chance to catch the ball. You got to make those catches. But their offense is so explosive, they can win a lot of games. See, Mike, and I think what Max was trying to get you to, to cop to in the Mike McCarthy thing wasn't necessarily the fourth and one. It was the timeout being called with 24 seconds to kick a field goal. And what I've been trying to explain to them, on third and 25, there's a million different things that's going on. Coaches are trying to decide – if we get this chunk, what are we going to do here? What right. happens here? You know, and now you got the people upstairs saying this, the people on the sidelines saying that. They're asking Zerline, is he ready to go if we get – and then all of a sudden, it's fourth and two, fourth and one. Your mindset changes. So you say to yourself, let's relax, let's take a breather, time out. Come to the sideline, what do you think? That's that's what happens. Taking the pulse of the team. I, and, I, I, and I would have actually, it worked out, but you could have make a good argument to go for it there, get the first down, clock it, because you're doing a couple of things. You're making a more makeable field goal, and you're shortening the time that they actually have the ball. Yeah. And you know what else is really interesting about this discussion? How many times have we seen in this situation where once the game's tied, teams are kicking off into the end zone? Like, they should be kicking off into the field of play because you yeah. can take more time off. Mm-hmm. And we're, we haven't seen that a lot, and I think that's – like the next sort of iteration of this discussion is forcing teams to run the ball back on a kickoff. 
because like in that Dallas New England situation is if you're New England if you're Dallas you want New England to take another six or eight seconds off so they can't come back at all. Well, there's no Tom Brady over there, so I, yeah, think, I was gonna I think, say yeah. I think we're okay. Gamble but, that but, with but, Mac but Jones. Mac Jones had a 75 yard touchdown to Kendrick Bourne. Right I, on a double move. Yeah, the dude closed his eyes. The safety. I, I was going to say, did. what do you think the chances he, of him being he, able to do that multiple times in the game? Do you think he closed his eyes? More? I, I think it was a bad. <laughs> I don't. It was that was one of those things where You're Josh McDaniels splattered that dude. Exactly where Josh McDaniels is saying, "No, no, no, great play, awesome." You know, like it, th- yeah, that you with a post safety. You know this key middle field closed. You never yeah. make that throw. You never make the throw. But I think the safety closed his eyes. He ran right past the dude. You can't tell me he didn't close his eyes. Can't tell me that. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear hotline. By the way, if your pet passenger is injured in a car accident, get help paying for vet expenses. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Get a quote at Progressive.com. Right, let's get to Cam Newton. Um, as soon as Mike sat down, were we even on air when you started talking Cam Newton? I'm signing Cam Newton 20 minutes ago. I started at 8 o'clock, but I was on the phone with Cam's agent. I'm getting this deal done right now. And, and Max, if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, the verb is scour. We need to scour, scour, scour for our opening day quarterback next year. And there's zero quarterbacks in next year's draft. It's going to be hard to recruit Aaron Rodgers to go there. So who on this planet is better equipped than Cam Newton to be the Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback on opening day 2022. And if you sign him, if you, the sooner you sign him, the sooner he learns the offense, he gets acclimated, the whole thing. Yep. You're ready for an injury. You're ready for a succession plan, at yep. least a couple of years. Yep. Of it. I, 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 but what do they, they think? think Dwayne but, Haskins but, is but better they, than Cam Newton? It's not that they, it's not that they think that. It's, it's do they think that he fits what they want to do. We think that, me and you, Mike, but we see it, but do they think but, that? But, Key, I, like from a front office perspective, I see it somewhat different. It may not be a perfect fit, and I get that. But it, And when a coach pushes back and says, well, you know, it's not the right scheme, I'm like, okay, great. So who's playing quarterback next year? Like, we're not in the But it has to be the right fit for Cam. Cam wants right. the right fit. So, so what I would say to Cam is, Cam, for whatever reason, you were an MVP, you were great. It didn't work out in New England. We believe in you. We believe that another year off your shoulder surgery, you're going to play better. And Mike Tomlin has a decade-plus uh, track record of developing players. Yeah, here's the bottom Let line. Mike Tomlin key has never been less than 500. He's even 500 no, now. No, and I you're going to give him Cam Newton. He won't figure it out. Let me ask you this, though, Mike. Damn the Pittsburgh Steelers. What about Cleveland Browns? Yeah, well. Are you, I, ready, are you ready to make a decision to upset the apple cart with the starting quarterback? Are you ready to I, do I am, that? Because he's a height and speed deficient player. He is a player that ran four eight five. He is going to get hurt again. He was a good player in college who could outrun the police. D- d- <laughs> Division one defensive lineman. He can't do that. He is short. He is slow. And he will get hurt again. He's smart. He is tough. He has good arm strength. But it is just the facts. And science. And he's accurate. He's very accurate. But he will get hurt again. I am not paying him top of the market. And if I'm the Cleveland Browns, here's what makes me sick. He is at best the seventh or eighth, eighth, best, eighth best quarterback in the AFC. When you think about Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, Herbert, Herbert, Herbert Burrow, Carr, 
Burrow. So if we were running a franchise, the four of us, would we be doing backflips to say we have the eighth best of anything? Of course not. Yeah, but I would have never drafted him to begin with. Yeah, but you did draft them. I mean, that's what the situation is, though. Right, right. right. So, so now they did. Yeah. So, so but my you drafted him, Key. You drafted him. Yeah. So, so here's the conundrum, guys. What do you do? Like, do we want to be the eighth best at anything? So, what do you do with Baker Mayfield? You can't pay him big money. You have to go pay the Denzel Ward. You have a lot of great players on. Defense. So, Mike, here's the question. I hear you. I agree. I think of some. They're in a pack together. You could order them how you want. Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, I hesitate to put there, but he's playing well, right? I, I'm with you. Yeah, I don't know. Same but, deal. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but you can win with them, but they're usually not going to be the reason you're winning. What do you pay that guy? Key and I were talking about this the other day off mic. Like, what do you pay him if $45 million's the top of the market? Is it 30? Is it in the 20s? How do you price that? Yeah, so here's what we would do. You guys would come into my room. We would put it on a whiteboard and say, okay. The whiteboard always works. Yeah, it does. Hey, here we got to keep Denzel Ward. We got to keep Wyatt Teller. We've paid Chubb. Here's the other guys we got to keep. So when we keep these guys, we can't go above $32 million. You guys have to sign off on that. Baker's going to know that. And if he wants to graduate, go ahead. Go out someplace else and get killed because another team can't have the offensive line we can. Or Baker, you can make $32 million for the next five or six years, be healthy, and then transition to society. But I think you, 32 if, is high. He wants to pay the guy $15 million. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, think, I think the middle class – what I'm just wondering is why isn't there a middle class of quarterbacks in the 20s? Half the top of the market, right? There are, I don't there, get there, it. There are, there are like the Ryan Fitzpatrick's of the world, but Baker he gets Mayfield the doesn't see him. Back up, as but, I told you. But wait, wait, wait. Can, if, if you were Andrew Barry, would you move on from Baker? Would you say, hey, you know what? Like, this is not it. I will take a guy like Cam Newton for the next couple of years. So Andrew Barry, to me, is close to batting 1,000. Like, when you really look at the job he's done, it's remarkable. He is a great young superstar in the Cleveland Brown front office. And to me, Jay Will... He's actually sitting on the set because his actions are telling us that he's not paying him superstar money. Because if he was going to, it would have been done by now. So to me, I think what they're saying is Andrew Berry and the Browns, like there is a ceiling on Baker Mayfield. And I think they're being remarkably disciplined because they're seeing the same thing we are. They're seeing Derek Carr. They're seeing Lamar. They're seeing Josh Allen. And Baker is slow and he's short. He ran four eight five. It's key. It's the truth. I'm not. I'm it's, just. It's. It's. I'm only it's just the facts. It's just. No. He, he's not as mobile as some of the other quarterbacks right. that came out in his class that could actually move around. And this was not a Barry selection, although he was in the front office at the time with John Dorsey when they made the selection. But there was a number of people that was in that building that did not want to take Baker Mayfield number one overall, but John Dorsey closed the door, as most general managers do, and make it them about themselves and say, hey, I'm going to make the pick regardless. I'm yeah, just Mike. looking at you. Why are you I'm making it about you? yourself That's in your all. Chevy Tahoe? <laughs> no, but if Mike knows what I'm saying. It's a so, new Chevy Tahoe, please. Yeah, so <laughs> you can see that. Some people make decisions on their own thinking they're smarter than everybody else instead of collectively as a group when you start to say, this is our team, this is what we're supposed to be doing, and then you decide you're going to do Total opposite of what everybody when you, else when wants. When you look at Baker getting back to the AFC, just like if Rodgers, for example, winds up in the in Broncos the West, which could something. easily happen, all like Rodgers, Mahomes, Carr, and Justin Herbert, he's not as good. But even in the North, he's not Joe Burrow. 
and he's not Lamar Jackson. He's the fourth best quarterback in the third Northeast. Third or third. Well, Ben's old, but you imagine they will get a younger dude. You, or or Cam Newton. But, Keith, but Keith, who's the younger dude? That's what I keep going back to. Like, I don't know who the younger dude is. Marcus Mariota. Yeah, well, right. I probably have Baker over him just because Marcus Mariota plays one play and gets hurt again. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's like almost hard to make up. He goes out on opening day. Yeah, maybe he got hurt. Play, yeah, on a zone read, hurt. and then he pulls his quad. Like, yeah, got hurt. So my point is it's really hard to find quarterbacks. And because of it, if I'm Pittsburgh, Cam Newton, it's a key. I get it. It's not perfect. It's a marriage of convenience. Agreed. But if I look at the best thing that the Pittsburgh Steelers have, it's Mike Tomlin. He's a player development coach. So he's going to figure out the best way to get the best value out of Cam. And I'm recruiting Cam no, I get really it. hard on just on that principle. No, I get it. But it goes back to I wish I knew what Cam was thinking. Because when Cam says it has to be the right fit, just because it's the right fit for Pittsburgh, it may not be the right fit for Cam. So, so what is the right fit? So if we're Cam Newton's agent, we could say, hey, in, in a perfect situation, it was New England, it was whatever. But guess what? We're not in the world of perfect. Like, we're sitting here in the middle of October. You're unemployed. Like, let's. But why isn't it? Wait a minute. Why isn't it perfect? Mike Tomlin started his stop, run the bat, ball, stop the run guy. Then he didn't have an offensive line. He had to do something else. Then he had a bunch of wideouts. He played spread. Then he gets back. Like, Mike Tomlin will adapt to his personnel, right? So if he has Cam Newton, it would serve to reason that he'll adapt and he'll, he'll work around Cam Newton. One thing about, uh, to your point, like, about Mike Tomlin, like, he has moved on from coordinators, most notably Bruce Arians. Like, yeah. he is Todd Haley. Like, he yeah. is not afraid. And if he feels like... Cam Newton gives him the best chance to win. I always felt like, as a GM, despite having thousands of people work for me, I always <laughs> define myself, no disrespect intended, Jay Will, as the point guard of information. And if I'm sitting there as Kevin Colbert, the longtime GM of the Steelers, I'm saying, fellas, here are the options for next year. They're not great. Spencer Rattler came into the NFL uh, into this year as a first rounder. He got benched. Give me the. There's no quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, we can't assume that Aaron Rodgers is going to come here next year. So who is our starter? It's not Dwayne Haskins. It's not Mason Rudolph. Are we going to go get Gardner Minshew? Are we getting, like, who is it? That's why I say, like, give me the best shot with Cam Newton. But don't you get concerned that you get into a situation like the Bears did where you're promising Andy Dalton QB1 and so you're not playing Justin Fields for the first Two weeks of the season, like hey, Evan, I'm promising you that, that, that we're going to play the best players possible to go win. And you know what, Andy Dalton, if you're the best guy, you'd still be out there. So, but if yeah. if I'm Cam, I'm not going anywhere that I'm not promised. I'm the starter next year. But Cam's year. competitive, but you so, can't. But, but, you but can't also, go. also, you got to think about the draft. Like there is no Justin Fields in this upcoming and, draft. And you can't. Right, but go. There, you don't know what's out there. I mean, the the Rams went and got Matthew Stafford, and then everybody was talking. Well, they could have had Aaron Rodgers because he probably would have gone there. I don't know if the Packers would have traded him there. But like, no, I, I just get, I would get fearful of. Making a decision right now about who my quarterback is next year when I don't know what else might be available because at the with end, the way quarterbacks are dictating where they want to go. We're not even talking about Deshaun Watson in the end. All of a sudden, he becomes available for a carton of cigarettes and some milk. And, and now, all of a sudden, he wants to but play. Can even Pittsburgh. get a kind of deal that would inhibit you from getting another quarterback? It seems to me he'd get a pretty team friendly deal. Couple years, team friendly deal. You can, if some of them comes but available, you, he's but, your backup. Yeah, but I didn't come here with the idea of being your backup. I mean, that happens sometimes in life. What are you going to do? Yeah, but when you tell somebody something, that's part of the problem why general managers and head coaches get caught with their hand in the cookie jar because they tell you something and then they go back on their word. And that doesn't – Maybe you got to tell – I understand for the good of the team and all that. I get all that. It's almost like the Spencer Rattler deal at Oklahoma. I hate it. The guy's giving you four years of his life to all of a sudden cash in – 
he's struggling and you refuse to fix it. You just decide to move on to the next guy. Now, all of a sudden, this kid Keith, is like, I, I just don't like that. But, but, but Keith, think about I don't like that. As a former college wide receiver, what about the receivers at Oklahoma that want to maximize their – don't don't they want to play with the best quarterback to give them no, the I best get, chance? I, I get it. I just – that's a conversation we and I, Keith. me and you should have – because I don't like that. He's Sean J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline brought to you by Goodyear with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. The NBA is back tonight and Adam Silver is telling the world it's not on him to get Kyrie Irving on the court. That's coming up. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yes, the NBA season tips off tonight. Nets and Bucks, ESPN Radio. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern. Nets will be without Kyrie Irving. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver will be on NBA Today at 3 p.m. Eastern. But yesterday, the commissioner said he would have, quote, preferred that the NBA and NBPA come to an agreement on a vaccine mandate, in part to avoid it becoming an adversarial issue for the league's players as it has for the Nets star. Here's more from NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. We'll see how it plays out. I mean, frankly, I, I, I hope that Kyrie sort of, um, despite how strongly he feels about um, the vaccination, ultimately decides to get vaccinated because I'd love to see him play basketball this season. And I'd love to see the Brooklyn Nets have their full complement of players on the floor. I mean, it's not so much with the league, I think that gets confused in some cases. This is between Kyrie and New York City right now. This, this is not a league issue. Um, as you pointed out, it's not mandatory in the league. Yeah, he's exactly right. This is between a municipality of New York City and their mandate and Kyrie Irving. Uh, it, it, it just, you know, some of these things are frustrating when you see a guy like Bradley Beal came in and played in the garden the other night for the last preseason game against the Knicks, and he's not vaccinated. But yet, if you're not a local resident, you can come into the garden and play indoors. But if you are a local resident, then you can't participate for Kyrie Irving. So I, I, Adam Silver's absolutely right. It's not the league mandating that. It's the city. Yeah, yeah and- I, I, I kind of just – at this point, I'm kind of like just putting my hands up. Yeah, nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. It's it's he said it best. It's the city. It's not the league. The league has their own protocols and rules, and they're still trying to get with the NBA PA to figure all that sort of stuff out. But until then, Kyrie Irving, he knows the decisions. There's consequences, and he understands the consequences and the decisions that he make. 
um, right now. And so that's pretty much it. The Lakers play tonight. The Bucks play tonight. The Nets. And so let's, you know, that's where we're at. I, I did say this. You know, it, it will be interesting to see who ends up becoming the mayor of New York City. If that's Eric Adams, who is uh, the borough president of Brooklyn, if he does allow them down the line to have somewhat of an exemption this year, if he decides to change that when that happens, which will be January. You know, the thing is that mandates work. So if that's if the purpose is to get as much as many people as possible vaccinated, what the, everyone finds is X number of people in any population say, no, I'm not going to do it on, because it's low cost. It doesn't really cost you anything to say you don't want to do it. At least it doesn't seem to you whether or not you get sick or whatever else is something else. But once you make it cost something, once you say, well, OK, but if you do that, then here is the steps you have to take. And then sometimes even if you take those steps, you still can't play. Then there's much higher rates of compliance, which is, I think, what we're seeing in the NBA. Yeah, Jay, and, and it's, <laughs> as far as the political side thing goes, when you talk about the mayor being elected, if he wins and then all of a sudden there's some sort of mandate put in place uh, or lack thereof for an NBA team just so that a star player can play, you kind of yeah you you mess you lose around that and, battle yeah yeah you mess it around in the territory as a politician that you may not want to deal with. Well, it's, it's just you know I think one of the, one of the questions that people would have, Max, that I can ask you is that you know when there are cities like you know Toronto, not even to that degree like New York or like San Francisco, why isn't this uniformed across the United States? Oh. Like why is it just in these two cities? Not because, in Chicago, like that, that. Yeah, I mean that has to do with partly with politics of yes. the local area. Yes, you know? that, yeah. that I think that's one of the things that you know people are kind of you start asking those type of questions. And it, and it could, that. you know, how it is. New York, California, people start, you know, seeing what New York, California, they kind of lead in a lot of different areas, and then all of a sudden you look up and pop up, and other states are doing it too. So you got to be, you know, you, you now he can't play in San Francisco, can't play in Brooklyn. And then you got these other states that pop up that could affect other teams in their particular areas too. Yeah, Bradley Beal may be able to play in Boston, but what if Boston all of a sudden – In D.C. In D.C. and all of a sudden they decide to adopt exactly what California and New York is doing. And when you do exemptions, what winds up happening is much lower vaccine – Rates so so I you know whether or not there be an exemption for the NBA even under other political circumstances in New York I don't know but this is the reality yes. that there that that Kyrie is dealing with right now he can stick to his principles but there's a high high cost to pay um, all right Keyshawn J Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance all guests join on the Goodyear hotline uh, the Browns by the way may not be the only team thinking of moving on from the, their, their young quarterback. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. It's demon time on prize picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. 
quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max here on ESPN Radio. We're joined again by Mike Tannenbaum. We're going to get to QB or not QB in a second. QB or not QB? That is the question. But we just looked at our TV and saw Marcus Spears. Yelling at you on get up. What was passionate what was that about? Very what was passionate. that about, Mike? Who was actually right? We were on the same side of the discussion on the whole Baker issue, which is so the the two guys that were completely wrong, Jeff Saturday and Dominique Fox, were, were saying that hey, if you go back to the Trent Dilfer days, that you can win a championship with an average quarterback, and Swagoo, who I agreed with, was saying no in this day and age because of the way the sports being played, you got to get plays out of your quarterback, and again. Baker Mayfield is the eighth best quarterback in the AFC. We could quibble about is Herbert better than Lamar, Burrow, Carr, all those guys. But Baker's so far down, like you can't pay him as a franchise quarterback. Here's what I would say, just to cap it off real quick: you can win a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield. If, if, wait a minute, because Nick how, Foles how? did it, Nick Foles did it, Eli Manning did it, but they had great postseason runs. Yeah. You have to, you have to pray that your guy yeah, but, is but, is average normally and great when it matters. But so he, that means you can but possible. He, but Keith, if you were walking into a boxing match and the guy against you was six feet, six inches taller, and a hundred pounds bigger, like. It's a lot I harder. Yeah. And this I understand it's hard. And slow, and I get it's hard, Mike, but let's not say he can't. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's, that's all I'm saying. And yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's it's reasonable to think, and I don't wish injuries on anybody, but because he's so slow, like, he's going to get rocked. He is. I mean, Speaking, you're just saying that the odds are heavily it's against just the facts. him. Yes. No, it it's is. just right. the you're facts. 100% correct. Odds are heavily it's no way to plan correct. to win a Super Bowl. You I, might right. do it. It's not optimal. Right. I, I just, and I hate to keep dealing. You know what? Never mind. Me and Mike will have an off-camera conversation. Go. Speaking of Baker... QB or not QB is brought to you by Barbasol. Barbasol shaving cream is available in five fantastic flavors to customize your close shave, whether it's the classic original or sensitive skin. There's one for every face. Find your favorite Barbasol today. Close shave America. Close shave Barbasol. Are these guys the QB or not the QB of their current teams next season? Everyone got it? Good. Let's start with Baker Mayfield. (laughs) Yes, but he shouldn't be. Oh, yes, he will be the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns next year. But I'm like, Mike, if they find a better option, they should go with the better option. I'll say no. I, I don't think they're going to give him the money he wants. I think he may find out in the open market. 
I think he'll be the quarterback for next year. There are mechanisms by which you can keep a guy for an extra year or two, and in the absence of a better option, I think they'll find it. Tua Tagovailoa, Mike. Ooh. Oh, that's a hard one. Doubtful. Whoa. No, it's a yes or a no. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. I say, There's no doubtful I'd say option. probably not. You know, this is a massive, massively important back half of the season. Yeah, I thought he played well against Jacksonville, to his credit. One bad pick. But um, he, he's going to have to play much better. To I'm sorry, Mike, but it's called QB or not QB. Which one are you going? <laughs> no way. Right, not, not QB. QB. Okay, there you go. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. He will not be the quarterback of the Miami yeah. Dolphins. They will flirt around with better options, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, figure out the Deshaun Watson situation. Maybe even there's a Cam Newton sighting in Miami. But he will not be the starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins opening day of 2022. I actually say he will be. I, I think the Deshaun Watson thing is going to be interesting to see how things continue to play out. Will an organization actually want to inherit? I know his talent is incredible, but would you want to inherit a lot of those questions that you would have to have answers to is a big question. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's true. But I was once told by a famous head coach there was somebody that was had some bad stuff going on in their life at the time that if they could, they would certainly sign him because he could play. Mm. Um, not QB. I, the, the league does not have any patience with young quarterbacks. Tua might wind up being good still, but there's just no patience anymore. QB or not QB, Daniel Jones, Mike Tenenbaum. Yes, I think the narrative on him is really wrong. I, I think he's a young, improving player. I think Andrew Thomas is getting better as his left tackle. Jeez. And who are you going to get that's better than Daniel Jones? Like, I know there's still some turnovers. <laughs> Thanks, Evan, for right now. Yes. But, but, he's throwing but, some horrible picks but, on the but, TV right but, now. Mike's like, I think he's fantastic. He throws turnover, a pick. Yeah. fumble, <laughs> turnover. <laughs> who are you going to get that's better than Daniel Jones? He's, yeah. He showed his toughness this week by answering the bell against the Rams. Yeah, here's what I would say. He is the quarterback of the New York Giants moving forward to 2022. Beyond that, I don't know. Watching him up close and personal and live, I thought he was okay. Yes, he's going to turn the ball. He's turned the ball over. He went back, reverted back to some of the things he did early in his career. I think they are fixable. My only question for the Giants now is is the organization very seriously. Is the general manager and the head coach going to be there? Because if the general manager and the head coach is going to be there, then that quarterback is going to continue to look the same. Yeah, I'm ready to give him one more year. I think he will be. Um, That's the question, Key. You're absolutely right. What did you mean he answered the bell on Sunday against the Rams? He showed up and play, and um, <laughs> I can show up and play. <laughs> you'll appreciate this story, Jay. Well, before the draft, I ran into Jay Billis, our great basketball analyst from Duke, yes. and he's telling me how tough Daniel Jones is and what a good player he was. Selling Duke, and I was Shocking. like, oh, I'm like, this is a Duke on Duke crime. But to Jay Billis's credit, like he is tough, and I think answering the bell, Jay will like it sends the right message to his teammates that he's a tough guy and he's all in. Why do I get the feeling like? Ten years from now, he'll be. He won't even be playing football. We'll still be asking, can he get over the fumbling problem? Can he can he correct the turnover problem? Yeah, he'll be the QB of the Giants because they're probably not going to be able to do better next year. Jalen Hurts, QB or not QB? Nope. They have three number one picks. Could be three of the top ten, and I think they'll be drafting a quarterback. Um, I would be surprised. You know, Jalen Hurts to me will be a guy that is a little bit like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. He'll stick around, make enough throws, have a few turnovers. Um, he's an athletic guy, smart guy, but I, I don't think he's a frontline starter. Uh, Jalen Hurts will be the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. I know Mike thinks the three number ones is going to do a whole lot. Number one, there's no quarterback in college football, in my opinion, better than Jalen Hurts right now. There's not one guy that you could draft in the top ten better than Jalen Hurts. Secondly, you're asking to go out and get somebody. Who are you going to get? You're going to get Aaron Rodgers. You're going to trade. You're going to give up a pick for Aaron Rodgers. You're going to go and get – 
Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson potentially, possibly. Yeah, if you can do that, then fair game. But I don't know that they're going to be able to do that because those guys are going to want to play in Philadelphia. Yeah, I'll say he'll be the quarterback next year. I, I'm more interested in can Nick Sirianni actually get Miles Sanders the ball so it actually yeah. takes more pressure off of Jalen Hurts to feel the need to do everything. One, th- I think QB, but one thing about Key, what you said, by the time the draft rolls around, we'll all most of us will convince ourselves that there are two or three quarterbacks you, you need you, to get you, in the draft. Y'all, you, because you listen to people, too. you listening to people that don't know nothing, man. But, listen but to the me. teams will too, right? <laughs> Key, listen to me. Key, will the teams convince themselves? And you see what happens every time they convince themselves. Okay, that's what I'm saying. But the Eagles might be one of those teams. Yeah, they got a guy. Don't be foolish. Well, that's a separate Don't issue. Don't be foolish. That's a separate issue. Kirk Cousins, QB or not QB? Yeah, he'll be the QB, but. He's a guy that there's a low ceiling on. He's a good player. I don't think he's a great player. Uh, but kind of like the discussion we were just having, yeah. who are you going to get that's better? And they're kind of trapped in this conundrum of it, they're a good team, but not a great team. Yeah, go ahead. Give Kirk Cousins. He's going to quarterback next year. Go ahead. Give him another $90 million for three yeah. more years. He's been having a pretty good year. Yeah, it's pretty good. He's having a pretty good year. He's led multiple drives. Some games they haven't finished, but, I mean, they were able to come through last game. He's had a decent year. He's not bad, but come on, man. Kirk Cousins is a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's a starting caliber quarterback. Is he a franchise quarterback? Not exactly. He's a a starting quarterback. Is that fair? I think yeah, that's fair. The guy. Yeah, yeah, but now the problem is, look, you're, you're going against Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like, right. You have no hope. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, QB or not QB of the Green Bay Packers next year? No chance. Zero. I think he's a QB of the Green Bay. Well, I think he's a QB of the Green Bay Packers. Here's the caveat, though. He has to win the Super Bowl to beat that guy. Oh, oh, if whoa. he doesn't win it's the Super caveat. Bowl, then he's going somewhere else. I, a large I just, caveat. I just feel like the way he's comporting himself, like I think he feels like he's made the decision. He's at peace with it. He's talked about – it's really fascinating to hear him say, like, well, they've drafted their replacement in Jordan Love. Like, I think he's just checked out. But that's and a joke. No, no, I don't think so. him. You know, Key, I just feel like he feels like it's over there and it's time to move on. I would really be surprised if he was back. QB or not QB? Jay. Not QB. Denver. I mean, we have thirty. We have twenty seconds. Jameis Winston, QB or not QB? Yes, yes, hundred percent. Yes, and he's I getting agree. Michael Thomas back. Hopefully soon. All right, but nobody knows when. Mike said he just said Daniel Jones will be the quarterback of the Giants next year. But will Joe Judge be the Giants' coach? That's coming up in a matter of moments on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max here on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.